Kels at KMGZ on Twitter. I'm back. Thanks for asking Kels podcast. What's happening? Um, so I guess it's a little tradition now. Um, but I'm gonna switch it up today. This one might be a little long because I have a lot, a lot of topics. Um, been a busy week. So let's get started. Well, let me give you. So normally, I give y'all my Peloton update. Normally, I ride the Peloton before the, the podcast, but I, the only man. Wednesdays be so tight because I have to do this and like I don't have a lot of margin for time because you know I'm not gonna be up all night doing this shit. Um, so if I have like anything else to do on Wednesday, it fucks my whole day up. And unfortunately today I had to go gross. I had to go to the store because I have like nothing to drink in this house besides water. And I've been doing water for two days, and I know water good for you, but you know sometimes you just want a little something else with your meal and shit. So I had to I had to go. Um, to the store, so that kind of threw my day off, so I said, oh, I haven't done the Peloton yet, um, I'm, depending on what time this ends, but I also haven't eaten yet, so I don't know if I'm be able to do the Peloton today, I'm probably gonna miss it, so that means I have to make up tomorrow, but, um, you know, I know some of y'all listening to getting the Pelotons, yo, I love it, y'all love it, I haven't done the, um, the, uh, the, I haven't done the Versus ride yet, because they just got it um, Monday, and on Monday I was kind of tired, so I, I just did like a regular, degular 30 minute ride, because the Versus ones are live, and you gotta like compete with other people, and I, I ain't have all that in me, so I'm gonna I'm I'm do them, I'm gonna do that one I still haven't even done a Meg the Stallion ride, cause I just you know, I, I don't always so, but, if y'all, you know I know some of y'all out there got the Peloton mine's is the same handle as um Twitter, Genghis Kells, so if you want to add me on there, um, my favorite, right, my favorite, um, trainers are Cody, Tunde, I mean, you know, Tunde's crazy, but those are, Cody and Tunde are the two I do the most, um, actually, those are actually, for rides, for, for, like, decent rides, they're the only ones I do, because I just like, I mean, everybody's cool on there, I just, to me, I like that person, Cody, I like, he's funny to me, his commentary is great, and it, it, it gets you through the ride easy, Tunde, her, her, um, what do you call it, her playlists are dope, and I like her commentary too, but you know, she pushes me a little harder, so I do, I do, I do Cody most of the time, because Cody's hardest rides are like 7-9, I don't think I've seen one from Cody that's been above a 7-9, Tunde, some of her joints, well, you know, hurt, I ain't seen one, put it like this, unless it's a, uh, beginner ride, or, or a low impact ride, I ain't seen one from Tunde that's below, like, a 7.6, like, some of her joints get up to 8.2, I just ain't got that in me every day, that's why I don't do Alex's, his shit, I, listen, it be, one day, but right now, I mean, I do well, though, like, I, you know, I, I, if, and, um, I'm usually in the middle of the class, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not the top rider, but I check, because some of them type top riders, they be at like a thousand rides, I'm nowhere near that, so I'm like, okay, I'm actually doing good, a lot of them are, um, you know, younger, than, like some of the people I, I'm beating are like 20, 30 year olds, so I'm like, alright, I'm doing good. 
So shout out to Peloton. Shout out to all y'all that got Peloton. It's 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 great, but I'm a little salty that I missed today. But whatever, I'll make it up. I just don't like to get out of my schedule because you know it carries over. I try to do Monday, Wednesday because I can I can't. If I do back to back, if I I figure if I could do back to back, but it's kind of counterproductive because if I do Monday Tuesday, I'll be so sore that I can't do Wednesday, and then my Thursday will ride. If I do a Thursday, I'll be I'll be shit. So I'd rather do every other day, like in the military. That's how we did PT, like on schedule, and then you could do your own. But we would do Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then I, you know, on the weekend. I mean, you know, or you, you could do every day if you wanted to, but at, required three days a week, so I try to do every other day, so that would be Monday and Wednesday, so I'm off, but that's okay, two days rest, I'll do Thursday, I'll always do Friday, um, cause I try to do at least three times a week, and that way if I can't get around to it on the weekend, at least I knock three days down, but, anyway, I ain't mean to talk about that that long, <laughs> shout out to, uh, Peloton, alright, let's get started, um, yours in negritude, it's going out to the, um, the NCAA Women's Tournament and the WNBA in period. I, period. I've, I've talked about the WNBA on here before. Uh, I told y'all, you know, I played ball back when the um, the inaugural season of WNBA, I, I, I was eligible to try out and, and all of that. It's really hard to make the league unless you're coming out of a college. And had, had I, put it like this, coming out of – had I known the things now, knowing if had I known the things now that I know then, I probably would have leaned into the, to basketball harder. The school I went to was not really. I could have gone. In other words, I could have gone to basketball school. I've told y'all, you know, when I was two things I was into was was sports and and the arts, and I could have gone to a basketball school. But again, at that time it wasn't no WNBA, so it was like, what you gonna do? So anyway. Shout out to the WNBA. Um, you know, I've, I've, we always got the, you know, these people, usually dudes. Nobody wants to see it. It's not, it's not, you know, it doesn't bring the money in, blah, blah, blah. I, I see people starting to come around now because the thing is, if you're a baller or if you know basketball, you know the game, and you, it's the, there's a reason why the male athletes have respect for the female athlete, for the female ball players. There's a reason for it because they see that. And, and people who know basketball see that if you really want to see like a good, you're not going to see the dunks. I mean, actually, well, I mean, now some of these girls can dunk and, and probably coming along. But if you want to see a good game, like not, you know, not a bunch of one-on-one ball, not a bunch of, you know, some of this, some of these NBA games, in my opinion, it's like, okay, not all of them, but certain ones. If you want to see a good game, you want to see how the game is played, you watch WNBA because because the thing about women players, because they don't have, and I don't want to say, I hate, I mean, it is because they don't have the freakish athletic ability, and I don't like saying it like that because it makes it sound like they do, they've top elite af- women athletes in the world, but, you know, like, we're not, women don't usually be 6'8", six, 6'9", six, you know, Brittany Griner's an exception, so, you know, the dunks and all of that stuff, just, you know, the, the Shaq, you're not gonna, the LeBrons, people like that, where they just have this, you know, freakish, physical, athletic ability, you're not gonna see that, so, but you will see jump shots, you will see, you know, you will see good, good spot-ups, you will see good defense, I mean, you know, my favorite player, Diana Taurasi, is the, is the logo of the WNBA, and if you've watched basketball, 
for a while, you know that the, the U.S. Women's Olympic team is the best team in the world, they go win the gold medal every year, so I said all that to say that people, you know, people are st- starting to come around to see that the women's game is good, the tournament is on right now, every year the women's double, NCAA tournament is hot, so if you're a fan of basketball, you can't really say that, you, you know, when the women's game is subpar, I don't think, I think um, people who say that usually are not athletes themselves, and usually don't know shit about sports or basketball, to be honest, because most people I know who are athletes or who know the game, you know, they might not be huge WNBA fans, they might not watch every game, but those are usually not the ones talking about the game, that, you know, I can beat all the women on this court, I guarantee you cannot, those are Olympic athletes, those are the most elite athletes in the world, these women don't, these women go and play Russia and all these countries in Europe that actually pay their pros, like pros to play, and they win the gold medal every year since I can remember, I don't I don't remember an Olympics where they have not won the gold medal, so, you know relax, um I, I didn't do, oh, oh so, I'm sorry, I'm, I meant, I didn't mean to walk that so fast, so, um what I want to say about WNBA is now I, I'm, I'm glad that the, um, I think it was Draymond Green, he got into a little trouble, he meant well, he was tweeting, talking about how, you know, the NBA, WNBA gets shorted, and the, and the female athletes get shorted, and the game it's a good game, I mean, he meant well he was trying to say that the WNBA gets disrespected, because, you know if, if you've been around you, last week, um, when the tournament was going on one of the girls from, I think, Baylor showed how, you know they weren't getting any money, their weight room was bullshit, basically how they getting disrespected, and it's no reason, because the money is there, you know, the, the money is there for the entire tournament for men and women, they're just not giving it to the women, they don't even let the women use March Madness, um, and so, that started people saying, hey man, you know, what the fuck, you, you, like, get these, get these women the respect they deserve, and then we get the kickback, oh, the money, the game just doesn't bring in that money, people don't watch it, and I always tell people, you know what, shut the fuck up with that, because you really don't know what you're talking about, because there was a time when the WNBA, oh, sorry, when the NBA wasn't that great either, I remember that time, because I was a little kid, back when, jo- when Michael Jordan entered, to le- entered the league, one of the reasons why Michael Jordan is like, as rich as he is off sneakers now, because when he entered the league, he really put a spark in the NBA, Magic and Kareem and them, Showtime and all that back in the, back in the 80s, yes, but Jordan really took the NBA to another level, and before Magic and Kareem, and there's a doco that I think is on at Netflix, you can see the NBA was struggling, it was almost bankrupt, they didn't have, you know, nobody, they could get nobody to watch it, football was a big bad, you know, wolf, everybody's watching football and baseball, and, and NBA was kind of like this little ragtag, raggedy league, and the way that they built it up is they started, like, they made, you know, they started focusing on the different players, they started, um, you know, these narratives, you know, Bird versus Magic, you know, Michigan, Michigan versus Indiana, they started, they started these narratives for certain players, they got people interested in the game, they started getting people sneaker deals, they started letting people, you know, the game, they let them kind of do what they wanted in the game, so it wasn't this, like, super conservatives from the 50s and 60s, you've seen them old clips, how they dribbling all around and shooting them set shots and all that old boring ass shit, they start letting dudes dunk and do, you know, do all the trick stuff they did, and slowly by slowly, the game became the global phenomenon that it is now, but it didn't start out that way, and so, 
so I get irritated when people say, oh, well, you know, the WNBA just doesn't make the market. They don't have the eyes because you're not, you're not marketing the league. You're not putting the marketing and the advertising into the league. You're not going to tell every fuck the women's American soccer team, women's tennis. You just sound foolish at this point in 2021 if you're just, or, or like a misogynist dickhead, if you're in 2021 and you're just saying, oh well nobody's interested in women's sports, that's bullshit they were interested in women's soccer they're interested in women's in tennis they in, in, in double A's, um college level basketball, it's not a lack of interest, just because you or males whatever might not want to see the league, that's not the only fans in the world okay, that's not the only people that watch sports I don't watch women's soccer, but I know that it's one of the biggest sports in the world. You know why? Because a whole lot of fucking people, white women and, and families, and they call them soccer moms for a reason, watch fucking soccer, okay? There are audiences out there besides you, Jamal, who want to see this. I know for a fact, when I was younger, I watched, I would have loved to have WNBA because I didn't have nothing to watch for college, but I watched the men's game, but, you know, it's a little bit different when you have representation on the women's side. And I, I just use other examples, UFC I don't watch UFC I don't. I can't stand UFC, I, I like boxing I'm not a UFC fan, but I know that when the UFC started with the with the women's fights, it was the same thing oh, nobody wants, them girls can't fight but what I noticed that the UFC did is they didn't pay any attention to that, they promoted those women fights the same as they did the men's fights, uh, Ronda Rousey and who, I don't know these people, I just don't watch it but I know that they used to pronounce they used to promote, cause I used to see it, and I was like I ain't watching that shit, but they promote the women's fights the same way they promote the women's fight, they, they, the same marketing the same advertising, they'd be on the undercard, so and so fighting, and then it'd be a women's fight, and do it be a man's fight, and to my knowledge, I don't watch, I don't watch um, UFC, but I pay attention, I know other people watch it, and when those women championship fights, what's the lady that's, that's the champ now to beat Ronda Rousey that Latina lady she in bud commercials and everything, I know she's huge, I know she, her fight's bringing a lot of money cause supposedly she's good, um Ronda Rousey when she was fighting, she's good like so, you can't you can't say that it's not an interest, what the UFC did is they put the mon- money and the marketing behind it and they didn't short shift, short thrift the women's side, they put the same thing and now the UFC is a whole league and they have women's fight to make money and they have men's fight to make money and I'm sure they make a whole lot of money off of that, on that pay per view the WNBA and the NBA could be the same way, but what you have is a self-fulfilling prophecy, you have a lot of ass, you have a league full of white men and white women old school who are so concerned with these women looking lady, like somebody on Twitter did a, um, a thread of um, they were, you know, on the same topic, and they were saying how, same thing I've been saying, they need to let the women, uh, be themselves, they show how people look on draft night, as opposed to how they look regular, you know, not everybody in WNBA is gay, but, uh, like, I've, I've heard, I heard it's about, I heard it's not as much as people think, I heard it's like, you know, 60, 50, 60, not, not as much as people may think, but enough, right, a good deal to notice, and, I mean, it's 2021, people be gay, people be homosexual, Lil Nas X, who I'm gonna talk about later, be out here, like, let these win, like, anybody who is worried about that is not gonna be a fan of your league, because you've been doing that for how many years, and it's not been working, you want these girls in heels, and to look ladylike, and all this bullshit, that's not what people come to sports for, it's not, let them dress how they wanna dress, be how they wanna be, advertise them, start these narratives, as much as I love to pit women against each other in this country, you can't tell me, you can't come up with a, a Britney Griner versus, um, I don't know who, I mean, they, make her, just make her have a rival, I don't know, 
you know, because it worked. When the league first started and they put all that money behind it and they tie it into the national team, which every four years wants a gold medal, they had they had jerseys. The New York Liberty is my favorite team. The New York Liberty used to be huge, okay? And it worked. And they had crowds in the stands. And, and uh, I remember the Phoenix Sun. I remember when Teaspoon was playing. I remember when Dawn was playing. The league was big. Those stadiums were full. You know why? Because they put the money behind it. I don't know what happened. They stopped. They decided nobody wants to see this, whatever. And now it's like getting a short ship, short thrift. But if you watch the games, and it's good because the WNBA comes on in the summertime when there's no other games. I know the finals last year, a lot of people were watching them. Again, if you like ball, it's like watching a college ball game because, I mean, I'm actually, it's be- I think it's better than in men's double in NCAA because now that everybody's leaving the league, college men's college ball, ball to me is kind of trash. I mean, it's still exciting, like the tournament and all that, but I'm not, like, I didn't even, I, I, told, I didn't even do a men's bracket this year because I haven't watched the, this, the games all, all year, so I didn't know who was good. I should have did a women's bracket, though, because my women's bracket I called perfect. I called my final four, it's called perfect. The only mess up I had was in the Elite Eight. I picked Maryland over Texas, and it should have been Maryland over Texas because Texas got the ass bust exact next uh, game by um, Don Staley in South Carolina. Anyway, shout out to them. <coughs> they should they they need more money. They need more marketing. You can't tell me that you can't as much attention as Megan Rapinoe gets on women's soccer. You can't tell me that you can't march. DW Sue Bird. I have no idea why Sue Bird doesn't have a Nike shoe contract. Sue Bird is her shoe game is sick. If you don't know Sue Bird's shoe game, follow her. She on Instagram. Sue Bird. Follow her. Her shoe game is sick. She puts the fits together with it. She's doing what Russell Westbrook think he be doing with all them, I don't know what the fuck, African outfits he be wearing. Sue Bird be doing what Russell, for real, what Russell Westbrook thinks he's doing. Her shoe get her sneaker game is sick. Kyrie just made a sneaker for her. Um, a Kyrie 7 for Sue because, listen, she's long known for her shoe game being crazy. You can't, it's a lot of you don't know them because they only focus on the little pretty girls, the Sky, the Skylar Diggins, and all these ladylike ones. Diana Taurasi is my favorite uh, women's player in the world. Her, if you know anything about Taurasi, her personality is is. If you saw the Kobe um, memorial, that's her personality. She's, you know, um, a lot like Paige Bruckner from UConn. Just a lot of swag, a lot of a lot of you know, a lot of af- athlete swagger, she has it, it's a lot of them that have that, you you can't tell me you can't market that, especially today in 2021 with these kids being all kind of gender fluid and Lil Nas X out here going down the booty hole to hell, you cannot tell me in 2021 that you cannot market these female basketball athletes and make the league popular I, I, I you, that's bullshit, you're not trying you don't want to, you don't have the right people in place, they don't know the audience they're trying to make it be A when it's B it's a whole lot of shit behind it but there's no way in the world you can tell me that with all these fucking kids, these boys out here painting their nails, and these kids these Gen X, these kids, they are they not into, they eating Tide Pods, and, and, and they not into none of the shit, they, they all, everybody is, is poly and gender this and gender that so you're not gonna tell me that you're gonna offend, you know, you if you market these girls as gay, oh my god, what's gonna happen you got you, you, whoever's in your boardroom you need to replace them, you need to bring some younger people in, you need to bring some hipper people in you need to bring some people in that are closer to the culture to help you out cause 
Ty, um, Ty, oh, Ty and Mimi just broke up too. I, 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 lesbian lipstick alley, y'all let me down. I don't, I don't know what happened, but I feel, I don't know. They both trying to stunt real hard on the gram, so we'll see what happens. But anyway, my point is, her Instagram has a lot of followers. Like almost all them WNBA girls, their Instagram have a lot of followers. So you just need somebody that knows what the fuck they're doing. All right, that was a long yours and nigger too, but got it out the way. Um, they finally got the boat that was. <laughs> that was stuck in the canal, they got it unstuck, I didn't read how they do it, but they didn't take the containers off, so I guess they figured it out, I was just like, yo, I don't understand, if the, the boat is run aground in the front, take some of the containers off, tug the boat around, they was like, oh, to take this, take that, I'm like, okay, but it been stuck for five days, and the whole world, apparently, needs to sue us, cannot. that's crazy, in 2021, that's why I'm glad Joe putting this infrastructure bill forward, like, we should be far more advanced than this, yo, it should not, you should not have one ship stuck in the goddamn Suez Canal, cut off shipping for the entire fucking world, like, nobody thinks that's crazy, nobody thinks that's crazy, um, yeah, so, they got it unstuck, good for them, um, I don't know if y'all watched the NAACP awards on Saturday, um, it was alright, honestly I've, I've, NAACP awards typically are my favorite awards um, some of my favorite awards because of the, of the breadth of the awards they give, the different categories the people who, you know come, you know, it's it's a nice event, but I thought this year, I don't know I think it's because of COVID maybe and not a whole lot going on, I didn't I just thought it was one of the more boring awards out of the awards um, Anthony Anderson hosted it um, and I don't know, it just didn't pop for me, a lot of people, you know, cause, um, Viola won a lot of awards, um, which was fine, I don't know, something about it this year just didn't really, didn't really pop for me, but I mean, it was okay, it was decent, I didn't have no problem with anybody who won, but I think Viola won the most, Chadwick won, um, D-Nice won Entertainer of the Year, which, whatever, I never, I'm not even gonna lie, I like D-Nice, I never went into one of them club, whatever it was, cause, I, I'm like, I could just play my own music, like, this, some of this stuff y'all doing, doing COVID with the Zooms, and it is, I get it, y'all trying to, like, I don't know what y'all trying to do, actually, but, you know, I, I it, it ain't hurt nobody, but it just ain't been for me, I don't, this whole, whole, whole lockdown, all being on Zoom, and doing these FaceTime, all it does is, is just remind me that we're in a lockdown, right, I'd just rather not do it, I'd rather just keep, I'd rather text, you know, here in New York, we, you know, we're, we, since the summer, we've been able to go out, you know, sit outdoors or whatever, even now, restaurants is at some bit of a capacity to go, I'd rather just do that, I don't want to, you know, God bless, I, people are like, you want to FaceTime, you want to sit, no, I don't, <laughs> like, I just don't, I don't, it, it doesn't, it just drives home for me that we're stuck in the house, and I just don't enjoy it, um, so, um, you know, I, it didn't, it was, it was okay, it didn't pop for me, I, I've all the war, all the other award shows that have gone on during COVID have been really good, I just said, I think two weeks ago about the BET Awards, how not having, not being able to rely on the audience has made them go back to production, and it's, you know, the shows are really well done, I just didn't, not saying that the show wasn't well done, I just was like, eh, I, I you know, it, it didn't, excuse me, sorry, it didn't quite pop for me 
And um, also, I, and Anthony Anderson, like, is he locked in the contract? I think we could maybe get a better host. I, he um, he shaded D nice, which I thought was rude and unnecessary. Um, he won Entertainer of the Year, and and he was like, oh, guess all you gotta do is like put on a hat, and spin some music, and I was like, why would, why would you say that? You being a fucking hater, dude. Like, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, moving on. Uh, save that for last. Save that for last. Save that for last. Um, the GA voting law that was passed, you know, I'm not going to really say a lot about that, it's a terrible law, they're bringing back Jim Crow, but I'm not going to say a lot about that, because I think, I don't think, I think it's going to be defeated, because I keep saying, you know, these fucking Trump dudes, they, the, the ship has sailed, they're, they're trying to, you know, they're, they're pissing in the wind, they're, they're, they're fighting an uphill battle, they have cheated to the, as much as they can possibly, there's like, you tried an armed coup and it failed. Like you, you can't cheat any harder than you've already cheated. You tried to keep calling people. Like you, you, you tried to fully cheat and could not. And I just don't see it for you, you know. And I just all these people, you know, I, I, I don't see it for you. I, I, Joe Biden is here now. He's serious. He's appointed all these IGs. We see these investigations coming down. These people are dropping like flies, like I said they would, because they're all crooked and they're all fucking stupid. And none of them are built for any of this crookery that they're doing. And they're all going to flip and they're all going to tell on each other, including Trump. And I just don't see it for them. I don't see him being viable in four years. I don't. I don't see any of these people really being viable in four years. I don't know what it's going to be in four years, but. Um, it's not going to be none of these guys, um, and so I'm not really, not saying I'm not sweating it, because I know they're trying, I just think, I think Biden is going to get the, he's going to get the Voting Rights Act passed, he's, I mean, he's already said he's going to put everybody on the law, I think they're going to sue, I think they're going to do what they need to do, and I don't think that it's going to work, like, I don't think that those laws are going to be on the books, I think they're going to be struck down, um, or if they're not, I think Joe's going to pass the, you know, the voting rights, and like, you know, John, John, all I know is John uh, Roberts, I hope, I hope he's happy, he should be fucking ashamed because he said it wasn't no more need for Voting Rights Act because we voted for Barack Obama and that meant racism was over, what a fucking moron, and I hope he's happy um, so yeah, that's I mean, I'm not, people, the corporations are calling for boycotts, which of course like, listen, any company that's smart and not, you know, these CEOs that are up Trump's ass still even if they, you know even if they went with Trump before, that thing on January 6th, like I said before, nobody wants to be associated with that. Nobody wants to be a part of that because it just, it was it was a, a mess. And we look like fools before the world. We've lost our standing in the world. We're not going to be able to tell anybody anything because of that nonsense. Um, you know, Europe and Asia went on without us, been responsible adults without us, figuring shit out without us while we was over here being dumbasses, and like, you know, they just don't need us now, I mean, we can't come back in like Big Bad America after all that shit, they gonna be like, man, get the, alright, man, get the fuck out of here, like, y'all, you know, we, 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 okay, man, you know what I mean, write it down on the paper, we, we, we'll see, you know what I mean, like, that's just, that's just what it is, um, but, I just think Joe, 
is going to pass voting right. I, like I said, like I, I said, I told y'all, I believe that Joe, and Com, Joe, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are going to be the most progressive administration that any of us have seen in our lives. And I've been said that, and I knew it, because Joe Biden is an old school politician. He's not an amateur. He knows what he's doing. He's knows He's been in the Senate for 30 fucking years okay, Joe Biden is so goddamn old, like I've been saying, that he was in the Senate when Kamala Harris his VP was taking the bus to school alright, like a long time, he knows what he's doing, he knows the players he knows what needs to be done, I've always suspected that he sat back and you know, to his credit, cause he was VP sat back in the Obama administration and watched him make all kind of mistakes and waste all kind of time and all that reach across the aisle and just, you know, trying to be just so above boards and above politics and I, I guarantee you Joe was like, yo if I get the time, if I get the opportunity we're not doing this mess, you know what I mean we're gonna, we gonna do it like this um, and I just think that's what's happening and I think that as, you know, his they, they're putting out uh, his his uh, approval ratings for everything is through the roof, and I think as we go along, and he's doing, he's released his infrastructure and, and all the stuff he's just been doing. I think, you know, I just don't see it for the other side. Like, oh, we finally getting shit done. We finally moving. We finally getting it. If they if they get rid of this filibuster, which they need to, and pass everything and fix the gerrymandering, and which I think they're gonna do, and and these motherfuckers are not gonna be able to fucking do this this shit they've been doing for the past 30, 40, 50 years, and they're gonna have to cut, actually come up with ideas, which they have none. They're gonna have to actually stop being racist, which they will not. And I just don't see it for them. I don't know what's gonna come after the Republican Party, but I know most of them. Them, them people gonna end up on on News Corp, whatever this other channel they going to, Newsmax, whatever it is other channel they going to, and they just gonna sit over there and preach to their little you know, finite choir, I've been saying that I've been telling y'all that, I don't see it, you know I, I just don't see it any other way I, these companies, they're of course they're boycotting because dog, you're passing laws from like the 50s and the 60s and for what, like dude, you're trying to prevent people from voting, you're trying to cheat and you're trying to take away people's voting rights just so that you can stay in the power and like, nobody is going for that, like <laughs> we're not doing that again we've already done that, It's all, we're not doing that again, so like y'all can fucking do, y'all can write these little stupid ass laws down and companies are gonna be like, okay we're not doing business with you, we're not doing business with you, you passing laws that are disenfranchising people and we're just, you know, we'll boycott you and any company that's smart is gonna do that, whether they, you know and I don't get into this, oh, do they really care, it's a corporation, of course they don't care but they care about the bottom line, they care about their brand, and they care about how things look and any smart company, I'm not talking about Papa John and all these motherfuckers just bound and determined to, to, to to, to, to attach themselves to their loser fucking president I'm talking about companies, established companies that been out here, that you know been been making it and gonna keep trying to make it, like they, they see which way the wind is blowing, like they're not nobody's gonna be you, you're gonna look foolish as a company, you see where the demographics are going, you see where the money is going you see where your bread is buttered like it's, it's, I don't I just don't see it for it, so 
that's what I'm going to say on that, I know it's a serious thing, I know other states are trying to do it, I just don't, I just think it's going to be defeated, I don't think it's going to work I, you know, I just don't think these, these, these fucking jokes and jives that they're trying to do to write these laws that are from, you know, the fucking 50s and segregation and can't take water to people, in, but none of that shit is fucking constitutional or even legal they're just doing whatever the fuck they want to do and I just don't see it standing so, that's all I'm going to say about that but I will say, we wouldn't be having to deal with none of this shit if y'all would've just fucking got your head out your fucking ass in 2016 and voted for Hillary Clinton, it's very, all very embarrassing, cause it was all very unnecessary, and we are just like have to do all this fucking running backwards to run for it, cause you motherfuckers just wanted to be the dumbest ones, it was just, it was just like so unnecessary um, alright moving on um, I'm gonna save those for last. The little Nas X video, um, I feel like it's been discussed to death, but I just want to say, listen, well, I, actually, I have a couple things to say. I, this might not be, this might be one of my more unpopular opinions on here. I like little Nas X. I li- listen, I like the old town, old town road. I like the beat. I thought it was catchy. <laughs> I did. I, you know, not like the kids liked it, but I thought it was catchy. Like, you know, I'm like, okay. And I liked what he was doing. I was like, oh, this gay kid is coming out. He's, he's out. He's being gay. He's not, you know, he's funny. He's really good at social media. Um, then he got Billy Ray Cyrus on the song, which I thought was really dope. And I liked it. I was like, you know what? good for him, you know, he, he said he was in college, and he didn't want to do that, and he was, you know, made the song, and he's, he's got it out the mud, so good for him, right, and then he came out, and he's out, and he's proud, good for him, this, the, the video, though, look, <laughs> I like, I, I, okay, let me tell you what I liked about the video, what I just said, I like that he was being a fucking gay ass faggot in that video. I like that he was being gay gay. He wasn't explaining it. You either get it or you don't get it. I love that. I, 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 listen, I'm so tired of these fucking muted gays, these fucking, um, castrated gays that, you know, oh, we're, you know, they always want to be so accepted and so normal and we're just like you and we, I know no, and why would you want to be, you're not just like them, straight people are boring, straight people don't really have a lot of, like, what would culture be without gay people, because we're the ones with all the sauce, we're the ones with all the swag, we're the ones that make shit dope, why are you trying to act like you're just like, you're not, and who the fuck wants to be just like them, they're fucking, no, no offense, but I, I just thank you for deliverance, all I'm saying is, I like when gay people present gay material, okay? For the gay people, if the straight people, same thing, thing, same thing I said with black, con- if, if straight people want to watch it and appreciate it, great, more the merrier, but put the shit out how it is, don't be trying to sanitize it, don't be trying to explain it to people, and he went down there and was on the, grinding on the, on the devil, I'm gonna get to that in a minute, Grind, grinding on s- Satan and doing gay shit, and I saw some dude on Twitter talking about, what'd he say? Um, oh, Nas is breaking out of the, the constraints of what, I, some, st- in other, I can't remember, it was some long, stupid ass shit, but what he was trying to say was, Nas was showing that, it was like some toxic masculinity type shit, Nas was showing that you can be feminine, and and I was like you, this is exactly what we're talking about, straight people are in this tiny little thimble box of 
who's the boy and who's the girl and everything they look at is always in that lens and that's why I like this video because there's not, there, there was nothing feminine, why are you saying that he's being feminine? There was nothing feminine about what he was doing, he had his shirt off, he was, uh, went down to the devil, he was, for all intents and purposes, riding the devil's dick, he was, he was nothing, there's nothing feminine about that, you're saying it's feminine because what, he was, um, stimulating, I guess, getting penetrated, and to you, that translates to female, but that's, that's not how it works, <laughs> that's really not how it, like, that's what y'all, that's, that's heterosexual, y'all have these strong gender roles, the boy does this, the girl does that, we don't do that, and that's what I'm saying, that's why I liked the video, there was nothing, I didn't, I'm like, what was feminine about that, cause he was not on top, like, it just, that's what I'm talking about though, like, y'all missed the entire point, because everything has to, you cannot understand anything that's not, boys do this, and girls do that, who's the boy, who's the girl, it doesn't work like that, I told y'all before, masculine, every, masculine, feminine, their energies, vibes, states of being, uh, cuss the wind, whatever you want to call it, they're, 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 they don't belong to one or the other, they're just there, what happens to you as a heterosexual is you get, you, before you're even born, you got to have this gender reveal, cause God forbid we got to know if this is gonna be a boy or a girl, so we can buy the pink shirts or the blue shirts, or we can buy them cigars, or we can buy her little baby dolls, cause she has to play her little gender role of what a girl is, that's what y'all do, and you can't break out of it, and you get hammered into your head, so you think, oh, you know, a boy does these things, and, 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 oh, you can't do, don't cry, don't do this, oh, you can't play, that's feminine, like, it's, that's foolishness, everybody has these energies, some has more than other, some men like to garden, some men like to cook, you can, if you want to label that feminine energy, fine, I don't know if that's what it is, but the point is, those are things in your world that are, that are more, oh, that's things that girls do, oh, women cook, women garden, men chop wood, and men, all that silly shit that y'all do, we don't do that, okay, there are a lot of gay men who are super, I guess what you want to call masculine, they don't, you know, they're not into music, they're not into theater, you know, you wouldn't even know, some of them play football, some of them play basketball, they're very masculine, you wouldn't wouldn't even know, but they're gay, some of them might be bottoms, that doesn't make them the girl, they're still very masculine, it's just, it's, it's over your head, it's above you, a lot of you, not all of you, but quite a few, and so, that's what I liked about Nas's video, is that it was just gay, going down there, you, listen, y'all say all the faggots, we, we going straight to hell, okay, I'm going to hell, and I'm fucking the devil, I mean, that's what y'all, that's, tell us anyway, right, what, I'm supposed to go down to hell, and, you know, get, poke with pitchforks from your little Bible story, no, I'm going down here, and me and this nigga's fucking, I loved it, I, I loved it, that aspect of it, now, I'm just gonna say, now y'all know I'm not religious or none of that, but I, you know, I do believe in. I, 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 I put it like this: I, if I were to worship anything, it would be the old gods, okay? Because like I've always said, when we, we being black people and people of color, when we we worship our our gods and practice our religions, we ran the world, and the white man was crawling around in the caves of Europe. It's only when he came with that western Christianity shit now we've been in fucking down bad since, so I worship the old gods, okay and all I'm saying is 
as all all that de- listen all that devil shit. I'm not <laughs> I'm not superstitious. Listen, I watch the Exorcist, I watch scary movies and all that, but I don't play around with no demons and the devil. I don't. You call me superstitious, whatever you want to be. I'm just saying. I'm not saying that you know. I believe in like exorcisms and all that shit, but what do I say all the time? Just because you don't believe in something or don't understand it, don't mean it can't be. And in the immortal words of 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 um, the one of the characters from my favorite movie, The Skeleton Key. If you've not seen that, it's a very good movie. Um, it was it's actually if you've seen us, um, not us. If you've seen um, uh, fuck. Um, Get Out by Jordan Peele, when I watched Get Out and I think I might have told y'all this before it very much reminded me of the Skeleton Key so much so that I would be surprised if he didn't, wasn't if he hadn't seen the Skeleton Key and been inspired by it and I was surprised that he never mentioned that but it's it's a totally different movie but if you've seen the Skeleton Key you know what I mean by how it's kind of somewhat similar um except in the skeleton key, the black people came out on top, that's all I'm gonna tell you that's not a spoiler, I'm just gonna tell you but there's a scene in there where Kate Hudson is going to um, this take care of this, it takes place in Louisiana, it's a a voodoo is in the plot, and the black girl is like look um, the um, white girl was like trying to get she was trying to get some kind of potion, because she was like I don't believe in this stuff, but he believes in it, you know, it's psychosomatic, so, you know, I'll get it for him, and the black girl was like, hey, girl, I don't mess around with that shit, and she was like, the white, and Kate Hudson was like, but you said you don't believe in voodoo, she was like, I ain't, I don't, but I say I ain't gonna mess around with it still, cause you know, you never know, right, and so, that's how I feel, so when he was messing around with Devin all them pentagrams, listen, I know, I don't want, don't show me no pentagrams, I don't want no pentagrams in my house, I don't, none of that shit, I don't play around, I don't play with that devil shit, that's all, that's all I'm saying, so, the video, it was cool, but like I, I ain't watching that a whole bunch of times. You grinding on Satan, I, I don't play around. I'm, <laughs> that's all. I, don't, I don't play around. I don't mess with demons. I don't mess with devils. Them damn Nike shoes that you getting sold for, I was like, no, sir. I'm not wearing nothing on my feet with no goddamn pentagrams. I, I just, I just don't play around with it. That's all. I'm not saying that I'm scared of it. I'm not saying that I believe that you know you can conjure the devil up, nothing like that, but I do believe that, you know, there's divine spirits, there's good spirits, and there's bad spirits, okay, your ancestors that watch over for you, your grannies and all of them come back, they're good spirits, they help you, they protect you, but if that's the case, it gotta be some evil, listen, all the shitty people in this world that die, it gotta be the bad side too, and I'm just not trying to fuck around with it, you you know, you playing in here, in your house, I don't do that Ouija board, I don't do none of that shit, that's all I'm saying, you sitting around, playing around with this occult shit, you don't know, if you think you joking around, you being fucked around, and numb young Ray Geeky old up some kind of fucking demon or some shit, no, so that's all I'm saying um, I'm not trying to pull nothing from the other side that means me harm and I just don't mess around, so I enjoyed, <laughs> I enjoyed the video, I enjoyed his boldness but, outside of that I don't, it's like, alright nigga that's, I don't fuck around with that devil shit <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so that's all I'm saying about that video, I watched it the one time, I don't need to see it no more get them goddamn pentagram nikes out out my face, I don't play around with none of that shit, alright um and I, I, I'm not gonna go if you follow me on Twitter, I went a little bit into the, um, Nike lawsuit people seem to be upset about why Nike is suing him, I personally 
didn't think that was a smart thing to do, and I, I don't know why anybody in his team wouldn't do that, because, um, you know, people, a lot of people really did think that was a Nike shoe release, and people are like, well, they had a Jesus shoe, why would, because no, there's no neg, although I would not buy a Nike Jesus shoe with no holy water, I think that's very fucking corny, but there's no negative connotation with a Jesus shoe, right, like, we like Jesus, Jesus is good, right, nobody's like, oh my, you know, I mean, maybe a couple atheists, but you just don't buy the shoe, there's no negative, you're not, your brand is not damaged, or you're not associated with something that offends a, a good portion of people on the globe, by making a Jesus shoe, the way you do a Satan shoe, we know the way people feel about Satan and Satanism, especially here in America, and the Catholic Church, and all that shit, like, you don't want, Nike, they don't want their brand associated with that, they don't want anybody to think they would joke around like that, I knew, I when I saw that shoe, I, first of all, I knew it was fake, because I was like, that pentagram on the front, I was like, Nike would never do that, but that pentagram on the front really turned me off, y'all know, I'm gonna see, I looked, I was like, oh, y'all are bugging, <laughs> I was like, you can make a devil shoe, fine, put like a devil head on it, or something like that, the pentagram, uh, it wasn't, people talk about the drop of blood, it wasn't even a drop, because first of all, I, who, you thought it was really gonna be a drop of blood, whose blood, where they gonna get it from, like, don't be stupid, like, but, it was the pentagram that took me back, I was like, oh no sir, you gotta get that out of here, so that is why Nike is, is, is suing them, and I'm not gonna explain trademark on here, if you want my TL or if you follow me on Twitter, I did it, you can go back and find it, but basically, in, in, in a nutshell, a lot of people don't really understand what trademark protects trademark does not protect a lot of the shit y'all thinking, basically trademark protects in, in, in very simple terms, it protects the source companies spend a lot of money, a lot of time, a lot of research, a lot of everything, building their brands to, to something that people recognize and associate with quality. The most easiest example are the luxury brands, the Gucci, the Prada, the Chanel, the Balenciaga, all these high price luxury brands. The reason that they are high priced and the reason they are luxury brands is because their whole shtick is on scarcity and exclusivity and we are so super high quality that only like the actors and the action and the athletes and really rich people can buy our stuff because we're we use the finest leather and we do the finest stitching and we you know we we shave our sheep from the Italian Roman fields outside where they crucified Jesus by hand wool that's you know high falutin uh you know, quality brands, and that's what you get with Gucci, that's what you get with Chanel, and they, and they do that on purpose, and that is the brand they want, they want to be this high, um, status elite brand, they want, when you think, when you say Chanel, they want you to think of all that luxurious, fancy, rich shit, the shoes, the silk, the Audrey Hepburn, all of that, that's, all of that, that I just said to you, that's their brand, that's what you think of when you think of Chanel, so what Chanel doesn't want, is for some rinky dink ass knockoff company from Mexico who's using pleather, and stitching it with, you know, child labor, and a look a fucking mess, and it's not that quality at all they don't want that at all associated with them, so they don't want you, you know, oh, we don't, our, your C's face this way, our C's face that way it's called confusion they don't want their brand confused with anything lower, anything considered not elite, some of you you know, people go back, oh it's the same bag, and y'all just playing for the name that's not actually true, it's not the same, um, 
bag. It's not the same quality. The quality of leather is higher. They, you know, the, the skills, the craftsmanship, it's a whole lot of shit that goes into it. People are like, oh, well, they use the same factories in China. They may use the same factories in China, but their processes, their procedures, their, 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 um, their, and I, I, I use this as an example. You, you, five guys, McDonald's. McDonald's has a certain way they make burgers. They make their burgers the same way. Every McDonald's burger in the world tastes that way. Yet they have franchisees all over the world. Why? Because they make sure that every franchisee makes that burger that specific way. And if you don't do it and you start fucking up and it don't taste like a McDonald's burger, they'll snatch your franchise away. So the luxury goods are the same thing. Think about it. It doesn't matter that they're made in China. They're made in China to a specific way. They're made a Chanel bag coming out of China does not look like a, you know, coochie bag coming out of China that they're going to sell down at Walmart for $5. It doesn't. I know people will tell you it do, but those people don't have any taste. Those people don't have any eye, and they really don't have an eye for quality because if you think that a Chanel bag looks and feels and is everything the same as this bag you got at Walmart for $20, you're not a Chanel-type customer. That's all I'm going to say. And so that's what trademark protects. That C on Chanel, they only want that associated with them. They don't want anybody else rinky-dink-ass company. They don't want anybody thinking that that cheap-ass bag is a Chanel bag. That's what trademark protects. Just a, that's simple. It's a lot of other stuff to it. So it's not all the time they're suing because of the money. Like Nike doesn't care. It's not necessarily that Nike... Oh, because people are like, oh, well, my, they, they mad because he going to get the money. It's not about the money. They don't want their brand associated with Satanism. They don't want the Catholic Church. And they, they already tweeting through their insider trading, which I'm suing them for in federal court for robbing me out of my off-whites, which is in, employee insider trading they've been doing. They already been trying to ignore and tweet through that. They don't need the Catholic Church on their ass, too. Talking about boycott Nike and, you know, all the shit the Catholic. You know, as soon as you start playing with the devil, these church people come out the woodworks with all kind of foolishness. They don't want that. So they're like, sir, sorry, but we're going to have to sue you because you should have known better. You Because here's the thing, whether you knew it was a real release or not, because some people knew it wasn't a real I At first, I, I, I well, not, I knew, I, I, I suspected that it was Photoshop because, I, like I said, the pentagram. I was like, ain't no way in the world night putting a pentagram on that shoe. But what I thought initially was that maybe it was like a sample that they were going to do or like maybe there, you know, there was a deal and he Photoshopped that pentagram on there. But the point, the reason why it's they're suing them for trademark is because what I said, confusion. Because regardless of if you knew, if you knew it was fake, if you knew it was Photoshop, whatever the case, that was a real Nike they used and it was a real swoosh, which is Nike's, trademark known globally, and so you confuse people, some people thought it was real, some people thought it was different, didn't some people, oh they put blood, you know the whole conversation around it, that's what they don't want, so that's why they're suing him it's way, way, way more complicated than that, but that's, that's the gist um for what you need to know alright, so now let's get to the nitty gritty um the first thing I want to say, I want to talk about, real quickly this recent attack on this Asian lady in New York City. Horrible, despicable attack. We've now found out it was a homeless, crazy guy, which I assumed the guy was crazy. Didn't know he was homeless, but just the video of the attack, I assumed he was crazy because I, I, this might sound a little odd. I'm really disappointed in all these black people participating in beating up the Asians, but I, I tend to think that I, I just assume there's something wrong with them because black, we don't do that shit. Like, black people, we don't 
beat up other people because they of period for no reason and because they're Asian like that's white people shit we don't do that so I think these dudes are are, are crazy so I was like alright it's probably mentally ill he was a big dude beat up this Asian lady terrible terrible attack she's okay I mean she had a lot of damages because he was a big guy but you know she made it terrible attack on film they, they found the guy turns out he's he he should have never been on the street because apparently he murdered his own mother in front of his sister and we don't know how he was out but he was So, but that's a whole nother story but the part that I want to talk about is in the video so this 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 lady this, this Asian lady is walking down the street minding her business on I think it's at West 43rd Street they said I don't know what avenue but somewhere near West 43rd Street she's walking down the street and she walks and you know the guy attacks her and happens to attack her right in front of this building I don't know if it's an apartment building or if it's, it's a it's a business or both, but the, the camera that catches the attack is in this building, so you see it from the building out, right, through the doors, there's a security guard there security guard sees the guy, the lady get attacked, he doesn't go out to help her and after she's attacked, he locks the door, don't let her in, now they have this, every time they tell this story they haven't mentioned his name yet, and, I, and they better not, because if I was this man, I would advise him to sue for invasion of privacy, because listen, I really, 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 really cannot stand what I call virtue signaling I cannot stand when people, for whatever reason, I don't know what it is, nobody's gonna give you a fucking trophy like the thing when, when somebody's fighting or whatever and somebody will, will film it with their phone people are like, why are you filming it, why won't you help them, because I'm not fucking retarded, that's why, who jumps into, nobody jumps into random fights, nobody jumps into random attacks, because you could get killed cause people are crazy and you never know what's gonna happen and it's not your business, and you could get killed so, people don't jump in, people will film, people will film because they want to show it, I mean, how many times is this video, we, right now, George, uh, the George Floyd trial, all the video that people show, if it was not for that video, we would not know that that occurred, so that's why people film, okay, there's lots of reasons why people film, but there's a reason why there is no duty for people to intervene, because there's no duty for people to intervene, because what kind of fucking world would we live in, where people are expected to, oh my god, he's shooting the guy, oh let me go tackle this guy, and I'm gonna, you know, try to stop this assault, because it's happening right in front of me, and who just stands around, like, I can't stand that shit, you're not required to jump in anything, now y'all might think that that, it might have been, Cal, you know he locked the door, and y'all might be like, oh he could have helped her, yeah he could have helped her, but he didn't have to, and perhaps he felt like look, my job is to protect this building and if that man gets it, I mean like, my thing always is what's gonna be, people say that shit and it like this high and mighty and I'm better than you, better than you and oh, I, what kind, I'm a good person so I jump in, what, what is jumping in gonna do what if you jump in and get your ass kicked what if you jump in, like I, I always like what what do you think is gonna change, first of all you're lying, you're not gonna jump in you're gonna be froze, just like listen, I'm a combat veteran, I went to places where we always jumped in, alright, and one thing I learned overseas is that you'll be surprised the people have two reactions when shit go down, it's called fight or flight, some people take off running, some people hide, some people just spring into action and go, and one thing I learned overseas, cause we had this one ambush, I'm gonna tell the story, we had this woman, you be, you do not know until the, the, the second that it occurs, who is who, and you'll be surprised who be the one to come up from undercover firing, 
staying low and firing, and staying low and firing the jump, you'd be surprised, it don't always be the people you think, okay, and so that's why I know that people are full of shit, talk about, oh, I wouldn't interview, no you wouldn't, you would've stood there shocked, just like everybody else, probably would've had your phone out too, just like everybody else, the point is, that's what they pay police for, and this security guard, they got, every time they tell the story, oh, the security guard was being callous, why wouldn't he go out and help, why should he go out and help her, he's paid, who knows, $7.99 an hour, however much they pay him, his job is to fucking guard the building, he doesn't have a gun, he's not a police officer, you may think he should have gone out there to try to help the lady, but what if he went out there, that guy was big, that guy was crazy, well he could have got out there, he, he, he probably got a family too to get home to, like, he's, why did, why would he go out there and, and do what? Then, now, now today, I heard they're like, oh, they're also looking for a vendor who was on the street, so let me get this straight, y'all are going to round up people who were on the street with this crazy person who killed their mother and shouldn't have been out on the streets in the first place, attack this Asian lady, and you're going to round up everybody on the street that didn't do anything, and what? and charge them with what? There's no responsibility to help anybody, and you might get on your high horse and be like, oh well, you know, that's appalling, he left it, okay look, maybe after the guy walked off he could have let the lady in, but maybe he was thinking, yo, my job is to secure this building that shit is outside, it's not inside if she get in here, he might come back, I might get fired, maybe he just thought he was doing his job, you know maybe he thought, look, my job is not I called the police, people called the police, the police is on the way the lady's alive, she seemed like she okay, the ambulance is coming, it's not my job to get involved with that, I'm securing the building so nothing don't happen here, maybe that's what he thought, maybe you think he should've went out and helped her, okay cool, maybe you would've went and went out to help her, that's cool, but that's not that man's job, and he's not a shitty person because he didn't, because he didn't intervene in some big crazy motherfucker, and they said in the article that he knew that the guy, so he probably already knew that the, who this guy was, and maybe that's why he locked the door, cause he was like, oh, that's the crazy dude, he done already jumped that lady, alright, we got the police coming for her, but let me close the door, cause we don't want him coming here attacking anybody in my building where I work, which is my responsibility so, like, lay off the dude, stop calling him callous, stop putting him in the news, I hope he sues y'all, because that, like, why are you doing that, he's not required, you may think he should have helped, but he's not required to, he didn't do anything wrong, it was not his responsibility, it's not, it's not on him to go running out on his seven ninety nine an hour, and try to, uh, 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 stop some crazy person attacking a lady, and it ain't no guarantee he would have been able to anyway, what if he would have got beat, that was a big dude, what if he would got beat up? He got a family too. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, I hate that shit. Oh, people on the train. Why wouldn't you break up the fight? Because this is New York City and people fight on the train and use a fucking retard. If you jump into a random ass stranger fight on the train, you don't know who these people. It's COVID out here. People ain't got no mask on. That motherfucker can have a gun. That motherfucker can have a knife. You don't fucking know. Now you dead because you wasn't minding your business. Like, what the fuck do people be talking? I hate that. I hate that, same thing when somebody gets um, sick on the train, pull the person off the train, why, why would you, why, what, for what, what is served by having, that lady gonna be sick or dead or dying, whatever it is, whether she's on the train, or whether she's on the platform, the police are gonna come to the platform regardless, the police are not gonna chase the train through the tunnel, so you're not harming, what, what is the difference between getting the lady, the person, whoever it is, off the train, sitting them on the platform, letting the train go, why does the train have to be backed up for hours all day because one person is sick, that makes absolutely no sense, and every time people are like, oh my god, they're so callous why would you pull the person off the train, why would you not pull the person off the train, the help isn't getting the person any faster because they're on the train I just, 
I hate that shit because people just say shit and they don't think and it sounds good, but it's not fucking practical. And you're saying dumb shit because you try to make some, you trying to make yourself be better than somebody else. And what's really being is fucking stupid. And what you're saying ain't making no fucking sense. Because what you're saying is this man was supposed to go outside to, and, and 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 try to break up this crazy person. He don't know who the fucking this guy is. What's going through? Do he got a gun? Do he got a knife? What's he gonna do next? He big as fuck. You know he got the crazy people strength. And 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 it's just me. And I don't know how long the cops gonna get here, and you know, who knows what can, what can happen, you, he's supposed to go out there, now he's, like, every time they tell a story, and the, he got suspended from his job, and I'm like, okay, he got suspended from his job, cause he ain't helped the lady, but I bet you if he'd have dragged, if he'd have went out there, and tried to help that lady, and that guy got the best of him, and rushed in there, and then now he in there fucking everybody up in the building, cause he big and crazy, and ain't nobody got no weapon, and no way to stop him, then he, it would've been his fault then too, cause oh, you wasn't supposed to do that, you should've secured the door, that, you know, and called the police, which is what he did, so that's why I'm like, man, I hope he sues y'all, I'm tired of reading the articles talking about he's a callous, and he shouldn't have did that, and it, was, it wasn't his job, it wasn't his fault, he wasn't the man that attacked the lady and you might have think he should have went out there and played Lone Ranger, but he decided he didn't want to because probably he wanted to get home to his family too, and that ain't his motherfucking job and he don't get a pay to fucking go out and confront nobody, same way these people in these stores with these morons coming in, don't want to wear masks don't get paid to confront these people, you paying me $5.99, I don't even know what minimum wage, $7, whatever the minimum wage is, you paying me that to fucking swipe these groceries over the scanner and bag these groceries and do that, you not paying me to go outside and be fucking deputy sheriff to, to the whole world like that ain't my job leave that man alone, I hope he sues y'all um, and I hope that other man goes, I'm sure he will go to jail for that attack, but I don't I don't like that, that shit is, that shit is shady and, and it's not right and they should not keep putting him in that story, he didn't do anything wrong, he, he didn't I'm sorry, <laughs> nothing that he did was wrong alright moving on real quick because I want to say the last two for last, um, Donnie McClurkin put a video out, um, you know, pleading the blood, he's going to be single his whole life, he don't know what women want, sir, you don't know what women want because you're homosexual, we know it, you know it, and you know, listen, I've said before, I don't know how you fucking church gays worship a God who they tell you hates you, or doesn't, you're a sinner, and you know, how you are, the people you, the person you're attracted to, and the person you want to be with, you can't, because God doesn't want that for you, you know, human beings put a lot of, put you know, are ignorant, and 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 bigoted, and racist, and they just throw God on it, and say it's God's will, and no, it's really you, because you don't, God don't know you, and you don't know God, and even if you did, you don't know, he could put his will directly on somebody's heart, so, you know, I feel sorry, I mean, I don't actually feel sorry, because I don't, you know, these Christians that get up in the pulpit, in these churches, and preach all that homophobic shit, and against homophobic, you know, when he used to rest in peace, I to this day think that took her down, I think if she could have just been able to come to peace with herself, it's just, I I don't understand what trophy you all think you're going to get leaving these miserable lives depriving yourself of who you really want who you really want to be with, for what? for what? so, you know, I'm not going to go on long about it but, you know, it's just silly to me, you, you're a 50, 60 year old man you don't, you know, you're you going to live your life alone because, what, some fucking book that nobody named, I mean, why does God need to write a book? It's, but let's say he did, it's really nowhere in there, these, these quotes and these passages that y'all claim are against homosexuals really are not, 
um, you know, you're just twisting them that way, because again, you want you take your ignorance and your bigotry, and you put God on it and try to make it official, but we know the truth, and I just don't know, like, you only get one life, sir, I don't understand, you know, why are you depriving yourself, why are y'all living these miserable lives, why are y'all sitting in church letting them call you all kind of shame you for who you are, what kind, why are you worshiping a God like that, you know, your God is abusive, your God is, is a masochist, your God is, is, I don't know, I don't know why, that is a God that you would worship, so, and, you know, I would feel sorry for, for Donnie Quaker, but like some people, like, people who follow the church and the gospel folks more than I do, apparently he's one of the ones that have shamed other gays, and, you know, talks down to other gays, and, you know, people who are way more braver than him, and able to come out and live their true selves, apparently he's one of the ones that got, you know, bullshit to say about those, so, whatever. All right. Moving on to what I really, really, really want to talk about. So, <sighs> Tina on HBO Max. Tina turned a documentary. She put it out herself. I didn't want to watch it because I knew it was her swan song. Not that, you know, I, I understand she's in, in not in great health, but I mean, I don't think, you know, I mean, she's eight, she's older now. She's reti- Basically, she's retiring. She's like, that's it. I'm not going to roll more. I'm putting out this documentary, and that's it. I'm retiring. And I just wasn't ready to let Tina go yet because, you know, we just lost. We the greats, the greats are slipping away from us. They're passing on and moving on, and it's not so many coming up behind them. And it's just, you know, a lot of this stuff is my childhood. Tina Turner was my childhood. Michael Jackson, Whitney, all these guys. So you know, when these people retire, they say it just feels like you know, part of your, your childhood has really died. Prince and all these guys. So I, I wasn't ready to watch it. I was like, ah, uh, you know, this is her goodbye. Let me just get in the mood to watch it. I watched it, it is amazing, it is so good, um, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's her life, she starts out with Ike and Tina, and it goes to, you know, Tina, the superstar that she became, but the thing that I want, that really stuck out for me, so, you know, if you're of my age, or I guess older, or just, you know, at all, well, first of all, no offense, Beehive, but we all, the rest of us all know that Beyonce stole Tina Turner's whole act, but, um, most of us, if you've seen What's Love Got to Do With It, that classic movie where Angela Davis played, should have won the Oscar for playing Tina Turner. Um, we know the story, Ike and Tina, you know, they were, they, uh, big group, and then, you know, he was abusive, and she left. Like, if you've seen the movie, you know the story. But, what Tina, this documentary did, was really, oh, it just really, it, it was Tina talking, and it really, her, her point of view, beyond the movie, and she's telling the story, and it was way worse than we saw in the movie, way, way worse, like, and the thing that really hit me about it is that, and I, I, I didn't pick up on this when I was younger, I guess I wouldn't have, um, but they were showing, you know, this all kind of archival montage, and they, and they show how when Tina was making her comeback, and when she wrote the book, I, Tina, and when she made the movie, how they kept asking her about Ike, and has she seen the movie, and even, even, these old videos, you can see her visceral, like, she talked about Ike, talked about how she didn't love him, she could not stand him, he was abusive, she was like, but I stayed with him, it was not out of love, it was not out of love, she was like, I did not love him, but I was loyal to him, she was like, because, you know, we were this act, and 
he's, you know, he said, if you do this, we, you know, we'll be stars, and that's what we were, we're, she was like, this was my job, this was an act, we were Ike and Tina, so I was loyal for that, she was like, but there was no love there, and it was just her visceral reaction, like, there was a clip where she's sitting there with Angela Bassett, when What's Love Got To Do With It come out, and they asked her if she's seen the movie, and she's like, no, I haven't seen the movie, it's, it was a terrible time, it was, it was horrible, you know, he tortured me, he abused me, and I, I don't really want to watch it, it's not nostalgic for me, she was like, I made this movie, because I want you all to stop asking me about it, because the first thing she said, which really hit me in the chest, she was like, yeah, it wasn't worth it, she was like, yeah, I'm Tina Turner now, I'm this great star, I had this great career, but it wasn't worth it, because what I went through with Ike was hellish, and there were more bad times than good, and it was not worth it, and I, that hit me in my chest, because I'm like, wow, Tina Turner is a superstar, one of the biggest stars in the world, and she's had all the success, and she's sitting to her, I don't know where she, I think she lives in Switzerland or somewhere now with her husband, you know, retired and having that great life, and she said it wasn't worth it, and I was like, wow, you know, like, that really was crazy to me, and she tells the story, and she goes into way more detail than we ever knew, she talks about the movie, she talks about her mom, um, you know, who was played great, wonderfully by Jennifer Lewis in the movie, her mom was like a little, you know, basically never, abandoned her, left her down south, and only really came back when she became famous, and, you know, of course, accepted everything that Tina got for her, because she was like, you know, she never loved me, I never felt love for her, because, you know, she was like, I wasn't mad at her for, because I guess her mother was a victim of, of domestic violence, too, she was like, I wasn't mad at her for leaving, I understood her leaving, because, you know, she was being abused, and leave, don't stay for that, she was like, but I didn't understand her not coming back for us, and, you know, she didn't come back, she didn't ask for them, she didn't send for them, they got left with a cousin, she didn't send no money, nothing, so they was, she was like, and that's what I didn't understand, I, I didn't, you know, I didn't have a problem with you leaving, but I wanted you to come back for your children, and you didn't, and she, you know, and she never, she was like, and she never showed her any love, but she, you know, she bought her a house, she took care of her, because it was her mother, she's like, but, you know, she never, she only liked me for what I gave her, and they showed a clip of her mother, and, you know, all her mother said was that, yeah, she, it wasn't, it was odd, her mother was like, yeah, she's not afraid, but it wasn't, it, it, I don't know, there was a disconnect, I can't, I really, we don't really, I, I guess it would be nice to, like, get the mother's point of view, but you don't, and you don't really, it's odd, when you, it just was weird to me, like the video they showed with her mom, her mother was just like, not at all, I, I can't really explain what I'm trying to say, but, you ever have somebody who, there was just a disconnect between how Tina felt, her mother felt about her, and what her mother was saying about her, because her mother was talking about Tina in a way that was very admirable, sort of, she was like, yeah, you know, most people, they're afraid, they get on the ladder, and they're afraid to climb, and she's not afraid, and she's a, you know, her mother was talking very proudly of her, but I don't know if, if I wish they could have dealt more into that, I, and what I'm trying to say is, I don't know, sometimes, because my father was like this too, because my grandmother also left my father down south, um, and didn't send for him, I've told the story of how he ended up in Philadelphia, but the, he was not, he was not going to be a part of her husband and her new family, 
her new husband, her new family, he was going to stay down. Cause my dad was born out of wedlock. He was going to stay down south, with, down South Carolina with the family because he wasn't going to be allowed to, you know, my, my grandmother got married to my uncle's father and that was going to be their family. But he ended up, you know, they tried to lynch him. He ended up having to go. And so I know the resentment that my father had for that. And he always kind of also felt that my grandmother didn't really love him, but I knew that she did. Um, there's just a disconnect. Like I, I you know, I, I, I can imagine a, a child who is, is left abandoned by their parent would think that that means their parent didn't love them. But I don't know if the parent sees it that way. There's like this disconnect. And I, that's what I got from Tina too. Like from her mother spoke highly of her, but Tina just felt like she didn't love her at all. And I'm not really sure if that's true. Like, I mean, it is fucked up to leave them with no food. Another, whatever. I, I would like to hear the mother's story because I suspect that the mother has a, not that she was right by leaving her kids, but I suspect she has her own version. Like, yo, he was a I bet there's something in the mother's past that led her, what I'm trying to say, led her to flee and not come back, and maybe think, you know, look, my kids would be better off without me, I don't know, but I'm just saying, that part was a little odd for me, because I'm not, I'm not doubting what Tina says, I'm sure Tina feels that way, my father felt that way too, but I know that my grandmother loved my father, she might not have done right by him all the time, and she might have actually done real fucked up by him sometimes, but I think, but it was because she didn't she was doing what she had to do, right, like, she had a husband who was very mean and not accepting of my father, and just wanted to treat him any kind of way, and, you know, they would get in fights and everything, and she couldn't really do anything other than say, don't do that, but, you know, and so my dad had to, I told y'all, he grew up, he went to high school with Patty LaBelle and lived with her family for a while, because he would have to leave the house, because, you know, it got to a point where, my dad would actually beat up my stepdad because my dad could fight, and once he got big enough, he would actually beat him up. And so my grandma was like, "You gotta leave," and that hurt my dad. That was like, "Wait a minute," because my because my um his my uncle's father would would hit my grandma, and my and my dad was like, "I'm defending you. I beat this nigga up because I'm defending you." Very, it's very similar to Tina Turner's story. He was like, "I beat this nigga up because he defend you, kicking me out." That really like hurt him, but. And so he really, like, had a lot of, he really felt like my grandmother didn't love him. And I'm like, I don't know if it was that so much as, like, she couldn't, this is 19, you know, 1950s. Like, it was just different, you know. But I can't, I would never be able to convince him that he would never see it from that side. You know what I'm saying? I'm not blaming him, because, like, he's a kid. He don't give a fuck about it. I'm your fucking son, and this motherfucker's a piece of shit, and I don't give a fuck what you say. You should be on my... I get that. I get his feeling, and I got that from Tina, too. So, but I just thought it was... It was very interesting to me, because it was very very much like my father's situation, and I just... I wish we could have gotten more from her mom, because I'm not really sure that Tina's view, not that it's not accurate and not that it's not true, but I would be surprised if, if you asked, if you asked her mother if she loved her, I bet you her mother would say yeah, and I bet you her, her, her mother seemed like she knew, she followed her and knew her very well so, it was just weird to disconnect, because that, that clouded a lot of Tina's life, that's 
so that's a big part of why she said she didn't leave Ike, it wasn't that she loved him, but she was like, you don't just leave somebody like that, if you say you're gonna do something, you know, drawing from her, her experience with her mom, if you say you're gonna do something, you say you're gonna work with somebody, then you do it, and that, and you know, and she said that's what made her stay, um, but it was so good, because you know, a lot of it, some of it I knew, but a lot of it I didn't, like what she had to do to make it to, um, you know, come back, and the thing that really bothered me a lot is they show her, once she had I, Tina, which is the book she wrote, and now, I mean, Tina Turner, by, like, when 80 What's Love got to do it and all that came out, I mean, she had already been a star, and made it into a superstar, without Ike, right? Because when she divorced Ike, she gave him royalties, everything, she was like, I was like, all the royalties, all? This thing took all the royalties, I guess, because I was like, Ugh. all, because Ike and Tina was a very successful group, I was like, all? Nigga, you, I mean, I need, anyway, she said all she wanted was her stage name, because that had value, and I guess she was right, um, you know, so she, she, and they, and they showed, you know, she got the manager and all of that, and they put out I, Tina, and, um, What's Love Got To Do, which she actually didn't like the song, but the thing that really irritated me is that, so she's, I was 83, 84, she had divorced Ike back in the 70s, so it's like 10 something years later, here's Tina Turner Superstar, and they show her every show she went, they kept asking her about Ike, so did you hear Ike got arrested, and I'm like, and she's sitting there like, well, no, I don't, you know, she's very graceful about it, I thought that her team should have been more forceful in shutting it down, and this is where, and not for nothing, her team, you know, was a bunch of white dudes, and I'm not, you know, but I just feel like had she had somebody black on that team, they, that, would, that wouldn't have happened, like, you know, the white, it was very you could tell she was being advised by white dudes and, and saying, oh, you know, they, they, they didn't want, Tina didn't want to be asked by it, but it wasn't forceful, like, it should have been, look, do not ask, when, if we, when we sit down on this couch, Diane, whoever else, when this camera roll, do, do not ask Tina Turner about Ike Turner, we don't know nothing about no Ike Turner, she's divorced, ain't seen it, ain't nobody seen her, no hair, this nigga in 10 years, stop asking her, this is Tina Turner, one of the biggest superstars in the world, don't ask her about Ike, it should have just been or we leaving, you know, and they just, I felt like if she'd had somebody black on her team, especially a black woman who really understood, because the white men probably were like, oh, you know, we don't want to seem, you know, be nice, we just, you know, handling the stride, no, ain't no handling the stride, it was, it was, dog, it was like 84, 85, 86, and they still asking her about Ike, she ain't been around, she ain't seen Ike in 20 years, ain't nobody seen Ike in 20, ain't nobody heard from Ike in 20 years, why are you, that? you know, that'd be like, and this is a superstar, this ain't no fucking, you know, somebody on the come up where you need to, where you need to have something to make it interesting, it's Tina fucking Turner, one of the biggest stars in the fucking world, she's a superstar, that, that part really irritated me, because I felt like her team, and she was very gracious about it, and, but, but she kept saying, she said every time, and you could see, like, her, but she would react physically to it, like, you, you know, when somebody is, I guess it's muscle motor memory, when somebody, like, goes back and you, every time she would react, you could see her react physically, and she was like, I don't want to talk about it, I made, I wrote, the, people kept asking me about it, asking me about it, I get it that you're, you're curious, so I wrote a book, I wrote the I, Tina, there you go, there's the story, don't ask me about it, they were still asking about it, then she said, okay, fine, I made the movie, I made the movie, so you could see, that's the story, you don't need to ask me about it, they were still asking her about it, and I was like, that's like, I don't understand why her team wasn't like, listen, Miss Turner does not want to talk, there was a very, and she was like, there was a very horrible time in my life, why are you at this man abused me, battered me, 
horribly to the point where when I, I left him, I had to run out of a fucking uh, limousine. This scene from the movie that actually happened. She said he, he, she was doing something like I forgot what she said. It was something like he showed her. Oh, she said that she he gave her a piece of chocolate and he like the chocolate was soft or something, and she just said, uh, like, you know, just, uh, it's soft, and he hit her, and she said, that's it, I'm t-. she was already tired of him hitting her, right, she was like, that's it, and she, you know, the scene from the movie where she fought, you know, and ran across the highway, that really happened, she said, she almost got hit by a truck, she said, that, that really happened, like, her face was bloody and everything, so it's like, that's a horrible, horrible, t- it was so bad that that's how I left him, and I let him have everything, and she had, you know, she went to Vegas, and was being a showgirl, and all this and all that, so stop asking me about it, and that the part just really, really kind of made me mad because I was like, yeah, like I don't like it. Just shows you how I don't know disrespectful and like male centered like people are. Like it's like I just I don't get that. I don't understand when you have this amazing superstar of a woman. This is Tina fucking Turner, okay from Ike and Tina, who's made this comeback, who's this huge superstar, who's like, got the number one song, and you're asking her about, Ike Turner's not even interesting, that's not the interesting story, why are you asking that? So, Tina, HBO was great, man, you know, one of the great, listen, this is all I'm gonna say, African Americans, us black uh, descendants of slaves, and everybody in the world, like they got so much to say about, we have given the world everything, everything, you motherfuckers wouldn't have nothing to sing to, nothing to dance to, nothing to play, nothing to aspire to, nothing to copy, if it wasn't for us, from these little fucking original 13 colleagues who came over here as enslaved, and have given culture to the entire world, every great black artist there is, is African American, full stop, there's some please, a couple that come from other places, but every great American artist, Tina Turner, Diana Ross, Michael Jackson, Prince, Aretha Franklin, who I'm about to talk about, um, uh, uh, Rihanna, Beyonce, well, actually, no, not Rihanna, Beyonce, um, who, I'm forgetting so many people, but y'all know what I'm saying, all the greats, the Temptations, the Supremes, the Four Tops, all these, all the greats, all the people who showed all these other little white people how to sing and what to do, African Americans, we have given the world a whole lot, and y'all put some motherfucking respect on our name, that's all I'm saying, that's why I'll be arguing with none of these motherfuckers that got so much to say, because, uh, the sun rises here in the west where American blacks are, are located, and can be found alright, lastly lastly, lastly it's on Nat Geo it took me a while to figure out what this thing was on Genius Aretha now, I was anti-Cynthia Erivo playing Aretha Franklin. I don't hate Cynthia Erivo. I know y'all don't like her. I'm not sure why. It predates the, the Lena Waithe thing, though, because I remember y'all not liking her from before. Some of y'all have this thing where British actors shouldn't play African-American. I think that's silly. You're an actor. You can play a goddamn walrus. That's the job of an actor. Like, I just think it's dumb to say if somebody's uh, from the Britain, they can't play African-American. Somebody from African-American, they can't play Britain. It's stupid. It's character. You figure out the character's motivations are, you do the research, who's this person from, okay, tell me their story, tell me about it, and you act, that's the fucking job, like, 
it's it's acting, are you an actor or what? You don't need to be African American, oh, a British person can't play African American, yes they can, they can, they absolutely can, it's called acting, you figure it out, oh, she's from Detroit, what goes on in Detroit? Oh, they drive these kind of cars in Detroit, okay, how does she speak? Okay, it was, oh, this is a race with a mother, okay, Detroit people, they tend to have furs, they wear gaiters, okay, this is this is the culture, okay, I got it, and you act, so shut the fuck up, but I was, I was, I was against it because, because, she just didn't give me Aretha Franklin. I'm like, Aretha Franklin's from Detroit. Um, she's very soulful. Cynthia Everbow can sing, no doubt. I've heard her sing before. But she has a theater voice. Different than Aretha Franklin. I mean, it's the queen of soul. Her One of the most, if not the most distinctive voice in the world. Everybody knows Aretha Franklin. Everybody knows she's the queen of soul. It's churchy. It's gospel. It's, it's all of those things. And I was like, eh, I, I don't see it. And, and Cynthia Erivel doesn't really look a lot like Aretha. I was like, I don't see it for her. So I was, I was Trump tight against this shit. But y'all, it's very good. It's amazing. I know the family had an issue with it, but I, again, I don't, when I don't be the family, famous people having issues with, because Whitney's fan the same thing. I, that doesn't move me because a nine times out of 10, the family just doesn't want the, the truth to come out. The family doesn't want, you know, truth to come out. And so that never moves me. So, you know, and, and we all know this stuff about Aretha's life. People who, who know, know this stuff about Aretha's life. I personally didn't know this stuff about her father. So, you know, but it's good, Cynthia Erivo is good the only, she has Aretha's uh, voice down her her mannerisms, if you've ever seen Aretha just how she is, she has that down the only, only, only thing and I'm sorry, I just I never got, I never got past it, cause she didn't really look like Aretha, I got past that, although later when they put the fat, when they put like the fat cheeks on her, when uh, when she was playing Aretha in the 80s, she looked a lot like Aretha, way more than when she played her younger, right, but um the only, only thing I couldn't get past it is the singing. Because Cynthia could sing, no doubt. It was, I'm not saying it was bad, it just did not sound like her. Aretha has one of the voices, like Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia, you can get that soul, you can get that church, and it's not Aretha, but it's the same spirit. But when you don't hit it, you don't hit it. And Cynthia was not, Cynthia is very theater, it was, it was, I'm not saying she can't sing, because she can, but it was not Aretha. It sounded like a cover, you know, of Aretha. It wasn't, it didn't, it didn't have a soul, it just didn't. And, and, you know, it just is what it is so the singing, that part I just, every time she sang, I was like, oh just play the track, you know what I'm saying but the little girl that played young Aretha oh my god, now that girl could sing, that girl was amazing, that little girl could sing um, it, they go back and forth they have flashbacks between her childhood and now they show the stuff, it's, it's, it's good, it is very good, I enjoyed it, I watched it straight through it was a good job, I was so like, I'm now I want to see the Jennifer Hudson one because I was like I only own because Jennifer Hudson, Aretha, same same you know Jennifer from Chicago, but I'm saying same churchy soul. I can see it, uh, but Genius Aretha, it's on Nat Geo. It's see, it's very good. If you're a Aretha Franklin fan, you're gonna like it. They pull no punches. They tell everything. Her mom leaving her, all the stuff that her dad went through. Does her dad being shot? It it it's. <laughs> It goes to her life, the beef she had with her sisters, all her husbands. It's great. It's really, really great. Um, I enjoyed it a whole lot. And I, you know, I suggest you watch it. I think you're gonna like it too. Um, don't, you know, it's amazing. Um, yeah, so that's it. I, I was correct. I went over. I've been talking for a long time, but I want to get all that out. Um, I, I, I didn't 
we're not gonna do the snowfall crack thing, maybe some other time, the spirit I had on them two weeks that got cut off is gone now, cause there, there was just like, I think there was like this one dope episode that just kinda had me jumping, maybe another one will come and I'll do it again, but I told y'all that, uh, documentaries on Netflix, and you know, if you watch snowfall good, if you don't, you should, um, but yeah, that's it, um, you know, thanks for listening, thanks for asking, I'm telling y'all, she's going to video, it is, I'm getting the equipment now, I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, which, uh, the best way, to, I know how I want to do it, but like, I ain't trying to spend a whole lot of money, but I'm trying to, you know, get some quality, I just gotta figure out, I just gotta get the equipment, and figure it out, and get the day, and, and, you know, get the editor, and all this, and all that, so it's coming, thank, I appreciate y'all listening to me, it's, I'm step my game up, put it on YouTube, uh, I'm still gonna do the, you know, just still gonna come out as a podcast, but I'm just saying I'm also gonna record it, cause that's what all the kids are doing now, and that's what people wanna see, and you know, for some reason people like to see you talk in in the camera, <laughs> whatever, but um, yeah, thanks for listening, thanks for asking, like me, rate me, tell a friend, you can hit me on Twitter at KMGZ's the easiest way, or you can email me, thanks for asking, podcast at gmail.com, I don't check it that often, though I did check it recently, and nobody was in there, so, cool, um, you can hit me on Instagram, Genghis Kells, um, same thing as Twitter, um, yeah, and you know, appreciate y'all, thanks for listening, God bless, Good night.